on page Kuf, Kuf Ein Vulf, 176, and we just finished off saying that basically from all the above about um, Elikeh Elikim, God of the Elikim, which is referring basically to those who have power invested in them by Hashem, but not inherent and complete power. So we see that when it says that Hashem is greater than Kol Elikim, doesn't it doesn't contradict from what it says when Hashem says that besides me there is no Elikim. Because in truth, there is no Elikim, meaning there is no the true inherent, true um, being that has an inherent and complete power except for Hashem. Only Hashem is the ability, is, is only is the Kol Yochel, is all able with a true ability, a chilus amiti, umuchletis, and a complete ability. It can do anything and nothing, and it can do it in a complete way. Nothing can hold him back. The fact that the um, ministering angels, the angel, uh, ministering angels of the 70 nations, the fact that they are called the Likim, it's not because that they are actually inherently have power, rather just because they have a power which is invested in them from Hashem. And this power that they were given to, uh, given to them from above, Hashem can totally take it away from them. Like it says, that whatever Hashem wants, He can do in the heavens and in the earth, even though that there is the Sarei Shal'ilam, Malach Matat, that He is the funnel for the divine energy for all the world, and many other different types of ministering angels which are in control of funneling the divine energy to physical beings. Nevertheless, everything is everything is with the will of Hashem. Even the, what the angels do, these, what these ministering angels do, is all from the will of Hashem. And Hashem can even break that nature the natural order of things that the energy should flow through them and be funneled through them. He can break that natural order and basically do whatever he wants. And we ended off with the verse, uh, He who says, my my counsel shall, shall stand up, shall basically be fulfilled. Nothing can get in my way. Nobody can battle what I say to do. And everything that I want, I will do. Nothing can get in Hashem's way, basically. Three lines on the top. And this is now an explanation of what Yisrael said that Hashem is greater than all of the Even though that Hashem invested within the ministering angels this special power, this special ability to be able to be the funnel for the divine energy to creation. Because of that power, they are called Elikim, which is in Blush and Kech, which is like I said before. Nevertheless, this has no comparison whatsoever to the power and the ability that Hashem himself has. This is a true ability because it's an it's an all able. Hashem is all able. He can do whatever he wants, and and nothing can stop him. He has a complete power and complete ability. Which is not the case for the ability of the ministering angels. They do not have a true ability whatsoever. Um, they can't do anything in and of themselves. Inherently, they have no power. It's only whatever Hashem basically appointed them and their positions and their special jobs to be funnels for specific types of divine energy. They can't take away from that energy. They can't add to it. And therefore, there's no point in serving them. They have no Yechelus Amiti, true ability. Their only Yechelus is a Yechelus which is invested within them from Hashem. Therefore, like Yisrael said, they have no Mamashus, they have no true substance to them because they are not inherently powerful. And therefore, Hashem is He's so much greater than all these other administering angels, the other powers, the intermediaries that Hashem set up to funnel the energy to creation. Hashem is greater than them. Like we said, that he's able to, Hashem is able to totally destroy the um, natural working of things and totally um, protest against the way things are. I mean, he can take away these intermediaries and he can take away the energy from them. 
he is all able. And this is also why Hashem is called the God of Elikim. Because the power that these Elikim, these Malachim, these angels, these ministering angels have, is only from the supernal power. Elikim from the God of God, so the supernal power, not from not an inherent power, not Atman. Not a power which they have in and of themselves. And Hashem is it rules over them, both in their hashpa and their influence on creation, and also in the ability that He has to totally um, protest and totally break, take them away. He can totally take away them from their appointed positions of, of being these funnels to creation. So He ha- He has the rulership over them. How much energy is inf- is is um, drawn down through them, funneled through them, and also he has the ability to totally stop their being the funnels for creation. On the Medayan Sarah we still have to understand, however, after all this, Yisrael says, Now I know that Hashem is greater from all the Elikim, all the ministering angels, basically. Seemingly, Yisrael should have said, Why did he just use the word, the name Havaya over here? He should have said, "Ki godl elikim, mikol elikim." He said, "Hashem is Hashem," and he should have used the, the name elikim, which is the name of Hashem, which implies this idea of power and the fact that He invests power to all the ministering angels. Like in the other verses that we quoted before, the elikeh elikim doesn't say "Havaya elikim." It says the God of Gods, the word elikim. Because this idea that Hashem invests power and ability within these ministering angels is expressed in the name elikim specifically, which implies kach and chizik. So why did it say Avaya, Godl Havaya Mikolikim, which Havaya has a different connotation than Elikim? In Kane, Hayatzarchlaimar ki Godl Elikim Mikolikim Kulich. Seemingly according to this, it should have said, for Elikim is greater from all Elikim, meaning the the inherent one who has inherent complete power, Hashem, is greater than all the Elikim whose in, in, in power is just invested within them and not inherent. So that is the question now. However, this question will be understood by first prefacing the understanding of what Yisrael continues, of what he says after he says, He continues, Now I know that Hashem is greater than all other Alikim, all other powers, the ministering angels, or the other Vedasodas that, that are, were thought to have inherent power. He realized there were just no real power to anything else except for Hashem. And then he continues, And that means, um, by the by, the result of their very schemes against the people. So Rashi explains over here, what does this mean? Understand this like Targumunklist does. It says that for that um, for by that very thing which the Egyptians thought to judge Israel, were they themselves judged? They had thought to destroy them by water by basically drowning all their male children and getting rid of the savior of Israel, Moshe Rabbeinu, by drowning all the male children into the Nile. And they were themselves destroyed by water. And then the next Rashi says, which they had schemes against them, which means, in which they, Asher Zodu, had shown themselves wicked. Rashi says, Asher Hishiu. So that means they showed themselves wicked. But the sages uh, expound this, Lashem V'yozid Yaakiv Nozid, they explained that in the same sense of the root, which we find in uh, in Genesis, it says, and Yaakov was boiling a, a um, soup so in the pot. So therefore the sages say, what does this mean? And so 
some something is boiled so in the pot something is boiled wherein they had boiled therein where they themselves boiled so in the very same pot that they were going to boil basically we're going to in the very same way they wanted to destroy the jews by drowning their their male children in the nile they themselves were boiled in that same pot in the same way meaning they were drowned in the sea after the jews went through it they were drowned when the sea came crashing back on them so this is what as Yisrael is saying in this continuation, now I know Hashem is greater because I see that they were judged in the very same way they thought they were going to kill, kill the Jewish people by drowning them. They were judged in that very same way. Mida connected Mida. So now let's see what the Lushan inside. This is this verse is describing, Yisrael is describing how the Egyptians were judged measure for measure. quotes in the very same pot that they wanted to basically cook the Jewish people and they, they themselves were cooked. This implies, this is what Yisra is saying, now I see that Hashem is greater than all the other powers of the world. It implies that, what is, what, how do I see His greatness? From this very fact that they were judged in the same way that they wanted to judge the Jewish people. That is what, he was more affected by that and his, his mind was made up that Hashem is greater from this fact, even more than the, the actual the actual nace, the actual miracle of the splitting of the sea itself, which is a, a miracle that totally went out of the, the realms of nature. That the fact that the water stood up like and became changed its whole nature, became like a wall, like explains in Shaykh Limuna. And all night the water, which usually flows downward, stopped. Um, unbelievable miracle. That is not what he was excited about. That's not what changed his mind. That's not what affected him more the idea of Hashem judging measure for measure. He was more affected and more changed his mind from the fact that the Egyptians drowned in the Nile in the very same way that they wanted to destroy the Jewish people. So, we have to understand that. So, this is what the preface in order to understand why it says, you go to Levi instead of you go to Likim, you call Likim. So, the explanation is, in the Tkunizer and the Maimer about Paschaliyo, Paschaliyo, that we say on Arab Shabbos, Eliyo started his Joshua, Isa brings over there onto Elas, Elas, Sibas, Sibas, and say that Hashem, you are the, the source of all sources, the cause of all causes. The Adua Hefesh Menehem. It's known the difference between these two. Um, descriptions, ilas ilas or sibas sibas, cause of causes, the source of sources, the cause of causes. The difference is the ilas ilas who mashabah beseder v'hadraga abderach ilavol. The idea of ilas ilas, the cause of all, the source of all sources, is the idea that This is describing a the idea how Hashem relates with creation in a way of seder v'hadraga, orderly fashion, level to level. How the godliness starts from the highest level and slowly descends and becomes more condensed and contracted until it comes to the lower levels. It starts more at a high level, more revealed, and it becomes more and less, more and more concealed. So that's the idea. Elas Elas, the source of all sources, and that he's the he is the ultimate source. And then from him comes a lower source, and from that even a lower source, level level by level. Adarich similar to the idea of cause and effect. which in general this all relates to the light of Hashem, which fills all the worlds, meaning more condensed, contracted divine energy which enclosed into each limited creation according to its capacity. Only on that, with, when you're speaking about that condensed, contracted by energy, the limited energy, can it be talked about in a way of cause and effect. Because when you're talking about, if it's starting from the unlimited energy, no matter how much it just becomes more and more condensed, it's never going to leave the realm of unlimited, uh, infinite energy. Only on the when the energy is already contracted in the in the realm of limitation, then it can become. It's that there's different levels within that limitation. There's a high more revelation of that, less revelation, and therefore you can talk of cause and effect. 
But when it's going from the unlimited to the limited, that's not cause and effect. Meaning to say, what does this mean? This idea of the source, Hashem is the source of all sources, and the idea of all cause and effect, that the way the chain-like descent of creation is from from, from, from one cause to another cause, um, basically from one source to another source, and this is how the divine energy um, comes and reaches until it actually reaches the lowest level and creates and basically enclosed into a physical creation. It starts off, obviously, in the higher spiritual worlds, even at Silas, which is literally godliness, but still it's already talking about a, a limited, contracted divine energy. Um, the light which fills all the worlds, it fills the vessels of the world of Atilis. But so it starts on that high sublime level, more revealed, and the more it goes down through every funnel, through every channel of every sphere, it becomes more and more contracted until it can come into the physical creation. That that's all speaking about the limited divine energy, which is already contracted in the realm of limitation. But when we talk about Hashem being described as the, the, the cause of all causes, um, that is drawn down from the 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 light of Hashem, which transcends all of the creation, which encompasses creation, which means it's an infinite energy, which it's called that it surrounds because just like when a person says when he hears a concept, a very deep concept, he says that went way over my head. It doesn't mean that it went over his head. He can repeat the actual concept word for word, but he didn't understand it. He didn't grasp it. He didn't sense it. He didn't feel it. It wasn't internalized. So that's the idea of divine energy, the unlimited energy, which we don't sense within creation. Therefore, we say it as if it's as, as if it's encompassing us. So when we say Siba says the cause of all causes, that's drawn down from the level of Hashem's energy, which is infinite. And that energy, the way it goes down, is not in a way of an orderly fashion, level to level. The Yishtalshlus of a chain like creation, like all the links in the chain are interconnected. And then from there, it should be drawn down in a way of a, a Siba. Um, a reason so when you say the reason of all the cause of all causes that is coming down from which is not in a way of orderly fashion like I said when you're talking about going from the infinite energy to now descending down to the finite to relating to the finite world that is not something which can come in an orderly fashion because no matter how much you condense so to say contract conceal the infinite energy of Hashem it's, it's never going to leave the realm of infinite of infinity because the infinity and finite is totally un, uncomparable whatsoever on two different realms and therefore no, no matter how much you so to say diminish the infinite it'll never go down to the finite it's like saying no matter you're going to contract and contract and bring down a intellectual concept until you can actually touch it. It's never going to go down to that realm of touch. There are two different worlds. So Sibasasibas, he is the cause of all causes. That is a more a description of Hashem which relates more of in a, a distant way. Meaning Hashem is the cause, even though it's no there's no direct relationship to what we're talking about down here, what he is the cause for, but he is the cause of that, meaning in a distant way, because it's talking about the infinite energy which has no direct relationship to the energy which comes down to the relate to the world. Um, so it's not in a way of a chain-like descent of orderly level by level, because if you go level by level, it'll, it'll never go from infinite to finite. So from that level of seviv, it's drawn down in a way of a distant cause for creation, a distant cause for the divine energy which is in, in, in creation. Like I said, siba implies more of a distant cause, not a direct relationship cause. 
we see this this implication of Siba from this verse. Uh, the verse says in Malachim that the king did not listen to the people. For the Lord had brought it about in order to fulfill the promise that the Lord had made through Achia Shuleni. Um, and basically, the Metsudis David explains on that that not because of the stupidity of the king, he answered what he answered. Rather, it was just because Hashem wanted to make something happen through the king. So it was a, from a reason from Hashem that the king answered how he did. Not getting into the details of the story because it's not relevant here. And to this scene, which the Rebbe is about to quote here, Siba, he explains, what is Siba? Basically, the, the distant reasoned for the matter. The surrounding of the matter. Interesting that Siba comes in the word like Mesubav or um, like Soivev to surround. In the sense that the thing, something which surrounds something, it's the reason for that thing. It's something that's surrounding it. It's causing that thing to happen. So, Siba is the that which surrounds it and causes it. So, now let's go back to the actual Limer. So, this verse is, is showing us how the idea of Siba is a distant cause, not a direct cause, which you're a person like the king was not aware of why he answered this way. It was just because Hashem's will wanted to make sure his promise would happen. Therefore, he, he caused the king to answer that way even though he wasn't aware of it because it's a distant cause. The Blachim Aleph Yudbeis Parsha Yudbeis Pasuk Tesvav to the scene to the scene explains Siba in a kavsa davar v'agirim lachul the surrounding of the matter meaning the thing which caused it which drove it into to be v'imkain al derech zeh inyan shuhu is barach nekir Siba says Siba is hainu shemasabiv dvarim so if so that this is the explanation of Siba distant cause similarly we can say that the idea why is Hashem called the cause of causes because he is the Masabiv Dwarim, he's the one that causes all matters, even though people are not aware of it. And it's not a direct relationship cause where you feel the source for this, whatever, like in the idea of Ilas Ilas, everything is interconnected like a chain linking to each other. Here it's Masabiv Dwarim, he's the distant cause which basically causes everything to happen. Shaleka Derech not in the way of a chain like descent, meaning not in the interrelationship, interconnected way. Till it finally came to this, that it was fulfilled like Hashem's will and like His judgment, like He wanted it to be, and that's in the story of the we're just saying the above mentioned pasuk that it was caused in a distant cause, even though the king didn't realize that's what happened. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, well, I'm saying this right now because I feel like a divine energy is pushing me to say this. He didn't realize it at all. It was a distant cause. He and Hashem just basically misavib. He he. Cause these things to happen with a distant way, but not with not with making it felt. And like you said before, because the Savior Kulam is not something which relates to the world in an internal way, therefore they can't sense it. So it's a Shem, how he is in his infinite essence, re- causing things in a distant way to, to happen in creation, like in this story of the king saying what he said, not because he didn't say it because he was dumb, because what he said didn't make any sense. He said it because the Shem caused it to happen. Like Medjashabah brings in the beginning and the, um, the end of Megillah Sester, how wondrous, how awesome are your acts, are your works. How awesome are these menagnes, your menagnes? What are menagnes? Pirish Magnes Kuhuna Beshem Ha'aruch. Magnes Kuhuna explains this word menagnes in the name of the Aruch. How awesome are these, so to say, these trickeries, 
the cunningness, your cunningness, the arma, haino, masha, bob, the Trickery, cunningness is something which happens, a distant cause without noticing what's happening. He's misabiv things, he's arranging things to happen in a certain way without without the awareness of everyone, of anyone who's basically in this whole plan. So, how awesome are your plans that you basically, Hashem is misabiv of everything exactly how it should be without people noticing what's really happening. Um, like the story of of Megillah, that all the miracles, even though they looked like people could explain them according to nature, no one was was aware that Hashem was guiding everything in that moment. And you look back at the story, you see, wow, unbelievable the plans of Hashem that He had going on here. Um, also, we have a distant, like the Siba, Masabiv things. As explained in the other place, the difference between a Chachma, a wise man, and an Arum, a cunning, a uh, a smartness, which is in a way kind of like a tricker, a trickery, a, car, a cunningness, not in tricking, but in a cunning, very bright, um, sharp. And also, on this verse, I remember my Niginasi, which literally means my song, my Nigina. I remember the same word here, the basically the armus, the cunningness that you did in Egypt. Um, so the same idea that Hashem was misabed what he caused things distantly to happen in such a way where you look back at the story, you see, wow, it was all a master plan. Which you have, Mogin um, used the word Mogin, which is... Um, Shielded, but it's here we're going to be relating to the word um, same idea of armus, your your enemies into your hands. So how many plans and cunning plans did I do in order to bring them underneath your hands, Hashem, to basically to subdue the enemies? So in the end, what we're talking about here is basically causing things to happen in a way of a siba, a distant cause. A distant um, effect till after basically this whole cunning plan it ended up happening like like the person or like Hashem wanted, even though you couldn't see the whole plan in when you're actually in it. In this type of way where Hashem is a distant cause for things, making things happen without people being aware of it, that's coming from the drawing down of the godliness from the level of Sivakalm, the infinite energy of Hashem, which is above our awareness, above our ability to relate to. Therefore, we see it as a distant cause, just basically planning, arranging things within creation without creation being aware of it. So this aspect of Hashem being the Sibas Asibas, the distant cause of everything, which is relating to how Hashem is in his infinite revelation, his un- unbounded infinite revelation, how it relates to creation, how it's arranging everything. So even this level of godliness, he gam came is also enclosed within nature, not just the aspect of godliness, which is ilas ilas, the cause of causes, which is relating to the mamalikalm, the the energy of Hashem, which is which is um, contracted, limited, and therefore enclosed in an internalized way into creation to the extent where the creation can appreciate it and feel it and sense it. Even the aspect of godliness, which is totally removed, which doesn't relate to a creation in a, in a direct way, is also enclosed within nature. 
The fact that it's called Sivv Kol Om, it's encompassing all the worlds, doesn't mean that it's, it's literally above them. It's actually totally within them, like the Tanya says in Perakim Ches, it's Toicham, literally within them. It's just that it's totally not appreciated and sensed by them because it's so lofty. Um, like we said earlier about a concept which is so high, a person says it went way over my head, even though he doesn't mean that. It's within his head, but he just cannot grasp it. Or like a sound, it's also a type of an analogy, not mamish Bedeimah, but a sound, there are certain sounds which the human ear can't hear because they're so, they're so refined. Only actually certain, certain sounds are so high, so high-pitched that our ear is not built to be able to hear them, even though they're happening, they're going into our ear. But our ear is not just built to be able to appreciate, to sense these sounds. So this light of Sevi Kolom, this um, 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 infinite energy of Hashem, is totally within all of creation. It's just not sensed by creation. So it's also Malubish Beteva. It's also enclosed in nature. But the, the difference is that when, when you're talking about the Eirim Malikom, the condensed, contracted energy, how it, that is for sure enclosed in nature. It's enclosed in all of creation according to their capacity. So Malikom affects nature in a natural way, basically. It runs according to nature. It just allows the energy which allows creation to run in its normal way. But when you have the, when you're speaking about the the infinite energy of Hashem being clothed in nature, then it affects nature in a different way. And within nature itself, things are arranged which are totally above nature. So it, it is the distant cause, so to say, and distant in the sense of not sense within nature. That nature itself should all of a sudden this things should happen which are miraculous, things which don't which don't make sense in nature. So all of a sudden the supernatural is becoming within the natural because that's the idea of supernatural something which totally transcends limitation is coming now within nature. like for example the miracle of Purim, everything was according to the ways of nature. You could explain the whole story naturally. Esther how she and she ended up becoming the queen. Therefore she was Jewish and therefore. She had this whole plan, and they therefore they was able to save all the Jewish people. But obviously, everything happened naturally. It wasn't an, a, 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 you know, like, a, what's it called? Like an Exodus from Egypt type miracles of the ten plagues, which are totally in your face, obvious, miraculous. This, this whole story could be explained naturally. But there are so many things in that story that happened that were miraculous, but it was all malubish patev. It was all enclosed and veiled, so to say, hidden within nature. So the miracle of Purim, everything was according to the ways of nature. But obviously things happen in a way which is totally not natural. Uh, every single part of the story was not natural. The fact that Esther was chosen, and if you look in the Midrashim, there's so many different details in the story which point to the fact that Hashem was totally involved. And that's why it explains other places, that's why the shame, Hashem's name is not mentioned in the whole Megillah, only hinted to when it says Hamelech without, uh, yeah, Hamelech inimet Achashverish is referring to Hashem, Achashverish is Shaloi, the beginning and the end is all his. Um, but Hashem's name is not mentioned because it's not a blatant miracle. It's something which is enclosed in nature. Within nature itself, things were happening not according to nature. Meaning, what does it mean not naturally? Not logically. Things were happening in a logical, in a, in a um, uh, logical manner. Things were happening just all of a sudden Esther was chosen. All of a sudden, all these different things happened. Mordechai was in the right place at the right time. And he heard Big Son and Seresh's plan. So many things happened. 
that were not logical. How could this, you couldn't explain it. What are the chances of such a thing happening? It's not logical to say, say that this is just by chance. And concerning such a miracle, which is in Malubash Bateva, it says, All the, the edges, all the ends of the earth, everybody basically in the earth, all the inhabitants of the earth, witnessed the salvation of our God. They were able to see it, even though it was within the natural way, the natural order, but everyone could see that it was something that was happening here that wasn't just a uh, coincidence. Venimsa. So the conclusion is here, when you have on the Siba, Hashem, how he is the distant cause of everything, arranging things from a distance, so to say, meaning not in a way where he's felt within creation. So that is the idea of enclosement, the um, enclosement of the above nature within nature. The miraculous, within, the supernatural within the natural. And this is even more wondrous um, even more otherworldly uh, than something which is just totally breaking nature in the, from the first place, like the miracles of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, of um, the Exodus from Egypt. This is totally above nature when you have something which is supernatural and it's working within the nature, in nature, because there's two opposites coming together here. Similar to what the sages say, the sages say that you should break the barrel of wine and still keep the wine. Obviously, it doesn't make sense. But above Basadaf Tazayin Amid Aleph, above Basra page sixteen, folio side one, Kamekain Khan. So to breaking the whole, you break the barrel of wine, and yet the wine still stays without basically being poured out and spilled out into the ground. So to over here, Shvedas What does it mean to break the barrel of wine? Hainu Shvedas Hateva Aidea Sibais. The idea of breaking the barrel of the barrel of wine is breaking, um, is breaking nature through the miraculous sibais, distant causes which are coming from the level of sibas kolasibais, the the Hashem being the cause of all causes, basically from the area of Kolom. That is breaking basically the whole order of nature. But still keeping the wine with inside, nevertheless, still nature doesn't become totally ruined, like as in the miracles of the ten plagues and the miracle of, of the Kriyasyamsa splitting the sea, that the whole water, basically the, the natural, the nature of water to go to flow downwards is broken and transformed into the nature of a wall to stay in one place. Here we're talking about the nace of, of Purim or a, nace, a similar type of nace, which is Malubish, but Teva, Teva is still there. It's still, it, didn't, it didn't break. It's still acting its normal way. But you have something supernatural happening within nature. Nothing totally left its nature. You don't have water becoming like a wall. You just have things happening which cannot be coincidence with no chance According to, you can't explain them intellectually at all. So here we have a unification of two opposites together. Supernatural, with natural, with the nature. And this is a lot higher than something which in the first place, totally breaks nature. And you have just a gili of totally something supernatural, and it totally is breaks the order of nature. That's obvious. Something which is above nature, nature can't contain it, it becomes broken. And therefore the miracle happens in an open and blatant way. 
Whereas here, we're talking about you have a gilly of sevikolm, which usually you would think would totally break nature, but no, it becomes enclosed, invested within nature, and nature still exists, yet you see the supernatural through the natural. And that is a lot more amazing. You have a unification of two opposites, the limited and the unlimited together, the supernatural and the natural. So to explain this even more, it says Hashem is a God of knowledge. He knows everything in a simple sense. But here it says in the plural, deis. Hashem has two different deis, so to say, hashkafis, perspectives. And the Chassidus explains, the plural implies that there is a higher perspective, a higher knowledge, a higher viewpoint, so to say, and the das tachtin, the lower perspective. Das el and these are two basically perspectives within godliness. From the perspective of Hashem's infinite uh, revelation of himself, and then from the perspective of Hashem's finite, condensed revelation within um, that goes and clothes within the worlds. Das Elyon is from the infinite perspective, and Das Tachnin is from the lower perspective of the energy which encloses within the worlds. Das Elyon from the perspective of the higher perspective of the infinite energy of Hashem, of the infinite essence of Hashem. The perspective is that anything which is higher, meaning closer to that essence, is more of a yesh, is more of a true existence, because it's closer to the truest of all true existences. Matthias Samitis, which is Hashem's true essence. And everything which is lower, meaning farther away from that true essence, that infinite essence, is Ayin, is more a not true existence, because it's farther and farther away from the true, true, the ultimate truth. But that's Tachtin, in the lower perspective, meaning from the godly energy which is enclosed within the world, the condensed, contracted divine energy, it's the other way around. It's that this energy already takes into account the worlds and already gives some type of a importance to worlds, because it's clothing within them according to their level according to their characteristics so therefore it sees the worlds as a yesh everything which is lower is more of an existence and everything which is higher is more ayin meaning more doesn't exist in my realm it's too high for me to appreciate that is the das so from this perspective this level of godliness which totally transcends creation the infinite revelation of Hashem that is what's drawn from that level things which are totally above nature Das totally transcend nature. that this is the level from this perspective of the infinite energy of Hashem, which totally transcends creation. Everything before him as as if it doesn't is as if it doesn't exist, and is totally truly nullified to Hashem. That when you have a revelation of that level, which doesn't machshiv at all creation, and everything is as if it doesn't exist on that perspective. Um, all the worlds are if are totally non-existent on that level of Hashem's infinite essence. So therefore, when you have a revelation from that level, it draws down that it should, it should bring about the bitl of the a total nullification, the breaking of nature. That it should be the revelation of this idea of that uh, the worlds don't have any importance. That should be what's revealed, meaning a blatant miracle that that teva doesn't have any importance at all. It doesn't exist. That is the that is what happens when you have a revelation and drawing down of godly energy from the level of Das Elyon. Totally breaks nature. The Das Tachtoin, and from the lower perspective, the divine energy which includes within nature, who that is the what gives the ability to just have the regular nature running. basically from nothing to something. You have a creation of a yesh of a of teva. The divine energy which gives importance, which enclosed within every creation according to its capacity, it's giving importance to creation. It's bringing into existence creation. Therefore, it is the level of divine energy which doesn't break nature. On the contrary, it creates nature. 
line, but the fact that there should be within nature something which is a supernatural. So now that is from a unification of these two perspectives, the infinite energy of Hashem and the finite energy, the limited energy of Hashem, that is the unification of those two perspectives together. That within the level of Das Tacht in the lower perspective that the worlds do have an importance, there should be a revelation of the higher perspective that the worlds don't exist. Nevertheless, even though you have a revelation of Das Elyon within Das Tachtin, which seemingly should totally nullify nature, nevertheless, it should still, Das Tachtin shouldn't lose its identity. It should, still, it should still be sustained, should still exist. So that is the most miraculous thing. Not just breaking nature, but having the two, a unification of two opposites together, of supernatural and natural. Similar to what we find in the base of Mikdash, Makim Ha'arin Eina It says that the place of the Arin in the, in the base of Mikdash was not something that you could measure. It didn't make any sense. Basically, the Arin, if you would measure it, it shouldn't technically fit within the actual space of the Kedush HaKadoshim. But nevertheless, it actually it did fit. So basically, there was a unification of above space into space. If you measured it, if you measured the other Arun, it shouldn't. It doesn't make sense. It should not fit. But still, it was in within the space of the Kedush Kedushim. So it wasn't breaking. It wasn't breaking the space. Space still existed. When you looked at the place of the Kedush Kedushim, it fit within there. But when you measured it, it didn't fit. It it shouldn't fit. So it wasn't breaking nature though. It was above nature with above space within space. She'ein's a bit It doesn't totally nullify the the realm. Uh, the confines of space. Rather, that the place itself should be above place, should be above these limitations of place. Therefore, within the place itself, which which shouldn't fit, this art shouldn't fit there, it still fit. It looked like it fit. So you've been a unification of above uh, space with space. This is a lot higher level um, when you have a unification of these two opposites rather than just the highest level totally nullifying the lower level, which makes sense. This doesn't even make any sense that the unlimited should be unified with the limited. So that's even more amazing. So too we can understand with the unification of nature with supernatural. This is a unification of two opposites into one concept, into one idea, to one entity. This comes from a lot, this stems from a lot higher level of godliness. Meaning from the level of, like I said, that the infinite Hashem who includes within him two perspectives of basically the infinite, the true infinite essence of Hashem has the ability to bring together these two levels of Seviv and Mamale. Because Seviv and Mamale, even though the Seviv is the infinite revelation of Hashem, it's still a revelation. So therefore, it is not his essence. And the Mamali is obviously a condensed, contracted divine energy, which encloses within each creation according to its capacity. And therefore, you can have the Kale Deis, the infinite essence of Hashem, which transcends both of them. It's not Seviv, it's not Mamali, because it's not defined by any revelation at all. It's just the essence can bring together those two opposites, and therefore it can be the supernatural within the nature, or the above place within the place. And that is the most amazing thing. And now we're going to appreciate why Yisrael. Tafke was this bowl, was so excited and was so influenced by this idea of the, um, the Egyptians being judged measure for measure, even though they wanted to judge the, the Jewish people, kill them by, by um, drowning them in water, they were drowned in the water. And it's, it's going to relate to this idea because these two opposites coming together here. And we'll stop there, about 10 lines from the top of Kuf Ein Zayin.